Welcome to part two of episode 50. We continue our conversations with the talented cast of the short film for Busy Signal's single, Seen It Before, directed by Damien Gale. In this episode, we learn about the journeys of two very talented Jamaican actors, TV Boss and Paul Houghton. And now, part two of episode 50 of the Planet 30 podcast, presented in partnership with VP Records. TV Boss is perhaps best known for his hilarious antics on the IT and Fancy Cat comedy show in Jamaica and his work in local TV commercials there. He was one half of the comedic duo who helped to propel Busy Signal's Stay So video to 38 million views. Currently, he appears in that video's prequel, and again, he brings the laughs. With new management and his sights set on Hollywood, TV Boss is not done. This is a story, thus far, of TV Boss. I am Crispin Brooks, and this is Planet 30. He is one of Jamaica's biggest comedians and actors, TV boss. Welcome to Planet 30. <laughs> Planet 30. In oh, wonderful to have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you you, you grew up in Buff Bay. Tell, tell us about your childhood growing up in Buff Bay. All right. Buff Bay is a little town inside the parish of Portland. You know what I mean? You know, you know, Portland is on the east side of mm-hmm. Jamaica, so you know, we're all up on the countryside, right? So I grew up in a humble beginning, humble family. You know what I mean? Mother and grandma got to church on Sunday, grew up in a Christian home. You know what I mean? I live a regular, you know what I mean, country life growing up. You know, going to school, primary school, we climb the tree, then we go to the river, then we go cook with me and the friends. You know? Always dreaming, always having big dreams of coming into the city when I grew up and seeing myself on TV and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So, what 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 gave you that dream? What was your first um, what was the first like 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 inkling that that told you, hey, this is I I, I want to do this. You know, I think it was back in grade four when I was in primary school. You know what I mean? They have um, the career career question. What you want? What you want to be when you grow up? You know what I mean. Everybody want to be the doctor. Everybody want to be lawyer. You know what I mean. And I think that's the first time I ever um, put it down on paper that I, I want to be an actor. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Was it? Was it, 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 go ahead. Huh? Were you inspired by something on TV, local TV? Was it American TV? What was it? I think it's a mixture of both because my mom, she always came to, like, you know, when festivals and stuff like that, I keep out at all. Like, when she normally came to Devon knows, came to Emancipation Park, when, you know what I mean, they having events there when we normally go on. The same artists when I normally sit on the TV and I hear them over the radio, my aunt, I see them perform live. So that was like, a uh, wow factor for me, like growing up as a young as a youngster, I can't guess to take a picture with a beanie man, and beanie man was always my artist from back then. So things like these just 
let, 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 let me dream or motivate me to be like, I'm you know, a star in my community or a star for my family, you know what I mean? Got it, got it. Understood, understood. Now, what was it about comedy specifically that drew you okay. into it? <laughs> All right. Alright. <laughs> break it down the end. No. Break it down. Like, this interview is very exclusive, for sure. You know what I mean? Happy happy to have it. <laughs> Alright. When 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 I leave high school, right? Mm. <laughs> it's so up that's my have a cousin who always come over in the country come spend holiday like Christmas and summer and stuff like that. He's, 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 he's the nephew of IT from Duo IT and Fancy Cat. Right. So, IT would be like my family from the other side. Like, you know, when you have some far relatives, some far cousin. So, my always like, when I watch the TV show, IT and Fancy Cat show, my always like, when they come, when they have courts, road show, and they go in a different parishes, when they come to Portland, me they end up get to meet them. Right. So, after meeting them and then you know, I tell them how the family tree set up with me and his neighbor, his family, it's like, they automatically accept me. So, going on the road and being around, being around IT and Fancy Cat, that, that's where I kind of, that's where I get the, the, the comedic side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see me? That's where I get the comedic side. That's where I get the comedic side. So, so the I, acting now, I think acting was like instilling me from from birth, like from DNA. Right, right, right. Okay, well, so acting was instilling me from DNA, from birth. Right. So it started as acting, and then you 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 took on the skill, the, the comedic skill from being around IT and yes, fancy cat. Yes. So with with my craft now, me not just lay it out as acting. Me lay it out as acting with a little twist of comedic. I have to give you a little laughter. Right, right, right. Indeed, indeed, indeed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. Uh, that, that, that's a twist. Who, who, who were some of your favorite comedians coming up? All right. Oliver Samuels. Legend. Glenn, Glenn Campbell. That's Titus. Mm-hmm. Always familiar with the Jamaican um, side of it. Glenn Campbell. And then, you know, I can fancy get likewise. Cause, you know, I grew up around them and, you know, I mean, learn a lot from them. They give me a lot of exposure. You know what I mean? My first time being on TV is through them. You know what I mean? I get a commercial. Uh, uh, that's where I really blow up. The commercial, uh, AIDS awareness commercial that I do for Ministry of Health. And then I was invited on the ITM Fans to get show at season five. Hmm. How, how was yeah. it for you seeing yourself on TV at that time? You know, you know, you know to be honest, I mean, always. The last person from myself because whenever I go on a shoot and we shoot and it's here on the TV, but normally go back into my community and people normally say, Yo, I see you on TV. And every time I sit down for try to see myself, I never see myself yet. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? People always see it first and then tell me and then more pounce up on it. Now, pass somewhere, I probably hear my voice or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the case. From, from a lot of the people that do know you, what I've learned is that they say TV boss is a selfless guy. Like you, you are a very given person. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't matter. They say TV boss is the type of guy. If he can help you, he will help you. Definitely. Where does that come Definitely. from? Well, that 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 comes from the humble 
come from another country and learning for sure and thinking, not thinking selfless or selfish. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, no, everybody says that you have helped other actors to, to be recognized. Yeah, of course, because the thing about it is, dreamer met the dreamer. It not make sense. Me, I'm the talent, and me not look out for others, but just I look out for myself. No, it just doesn't seem right with me. Like you know, what I mean, being selfish. If me have a link, me share a link. Rather worse, if me see how beneficial the link can be to you. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Like, yeah. for example, if, if if I know a DJ and you need a DJ for your show, I'm going to reach out to the DJ and say, hey, my friend is have a radio show and he wants a DJ. Make us see what can happen. Very true, very true. Yeah, it's all about sharing. Tell and me. Unity is trend. So, you of know course, I mean? just, of course. Yeah, that's just my way of doing it. Tell me, what other productions have you been in? IT and Fancy Cat, and, and what else? All right. IT and Fancy Cat show, um, Real Friends. That was a, that was a, um, a series done by um, Andre Winter. It was popular in Jamaica. It, it was a teen, a teen show. So it was, you know what I mean, one of them teen after evening vibe show on TVJ. Mm-hmm. So IT and Fancy Cat show, Real Friends, the HIV commercial, as I told you, um, a few music videos, and I think in 2017, I get my first um, role in, in Nick Cannon's King of the Dance movie, me and Sean Miller, that's my next friend, Killer Miller. Right, who was in? Who was also in Stay So with you? Yeah, he was also in Stay So, he's also in 100, um, um, I've seen call before, we do a lot, a lot of work together. So... Are you you guys are a duo, a comedic duo, just like IT and Fancy Cat? Or are you not really, not really? But people always entertain. I always love to see me and him working. It's like I'll put it like love and harmony. It's whenever two artists link up with great talent, you end up get a hit song from it. Mm-hmm. That's just me and him. Me and him on a video set, we end up get a hit video most of the time. And people like seeing me and him work together with the chemistry. Well. Indeed, indeed, because in Stay So, the two of you were the memorable, two of the most memorable fixtures in that, in that video. Yeah. And of course, like we say, it has 38 million views now at this point. Yeah. Do people, how do you feel when people recognize you in public now? Because I'm pretty sure at this point, you're one of the biggest actors in, 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 in and from Jamaica. Even here in the States, people recognize yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. We do book up, um, we run into people, you know what I mean, on the mall, wherever, you know what I mean, sometimes, hey, you, you gotta get the guy from the video, or, you know, they want a picture, you know the vibe. <laughs> so pe- even even people that are not from Jamaica recognize you? Are not from Jamaica, like, that's, that was, that's what amazed me most of the time, because I'm like, whoa, like, <laughs> such a big impact, like, you know what I mean? The power of media. Paul of me, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, you, you just signed a, a, a U.S. management deal. Tell tell us about the deal. All right. We just signed, all right. I finally find somebody who believes in my talent and believes in my dream a little bit more than me. Mm. Right? My friend, Steve Mingo, you know what I mean, from Maximum Entertainment in a New York house. 
You know what I mean? It's always the type of person where we try to motivate me and TV boss, you can do this, do this. Lay it out the way, do it the way, approach it the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Always trying to find my connections for, for, for movie, when I read um, auditions and stuff like that. If normally say, hey, look, audition, you know what I mean? Right here, go and go try and see if I think can happen. You know what I mean? So, I just say, let's give it a try. You know what I mean? Because I have nothing to lose. You know, I have nothing to lose. You believe in my talent. And you know what I mean? That's something where, where, where really mean a lot to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Someone believes in you like how you believe in yourself and drive it towards excellence. So we just say, right, let's do it. And so far, it's been tremendous. You know what I mean? Awesome. 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 Tell us a bit about, a bit more about working on uh, Steso and also. The new track, the new prequel, directed by by Damien, by Damien yeah. Gale, uh, starring yourself, Sean Zebek, and a whole yeah. host of other yeah. uh, talented people. All right. You see, we we have a we have a team, right? Me, Zebek, Sean, Damien Gale. You know what I mean? Even busy too. We have a chemistry where. And not just a normal thing, like you really have to really. Anytime we walk up one place, you have just have your camera up and roll because you have to capture some awesome features that we where We can't even act it out. I just something just happen naturally. It's just a natural vibe working with each other. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Yeah, me know Damon and me know because me, me are the unruly one out of the bunch of me are the unruly one. <laughs> so, me know what time me forget in a character and me know when. This shot is a one take. I can't slip up. Because if I slip up, Damien's facial expression has got change. And you know what I mean? <laughs> so, it's a, it's a different vibe when we team up on our work. A very, very different vibe when we work. Damien definitely uh, has his finger on the pulse of things and, and, and knows what Jamaica needs to get the, art, the actors, yeah. especially out of the, out of the, um, out of the country. Um, yeah. Just great, great work, and and you know your comedic timing. That's that's another thing. Like you guys hit the nail on the head in Staso. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, even even as far and wide all across the Caribbean, when people are joking with each other, you know, you know, you hear the lines popping out like you get shriveled on. You know, so it's like those classic one-liners, man. Yeah, the one-liner, them all the while, like, create the laughter, and you know what I mean? Like, it always run like it always end up turn, shriveled down, them turn power away, all of the, all of the little slang them, them end up get hot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now, and now in, um, in, in seen it all, seen it all, <laughs> how was the, how yeah. was the experience? How was the experience different? I know I, I, I spoke to Zebek. Zebek said shooting a video in the middle of COVID was difficult. Was it? How did you find the experience? All right. It was a bit of sweet and sour for me because, one, I never, um, I've, I've been away for a minute because I reside in the US now, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, with all that COVID, nobody, nobody can travel like they want to. You know what I mean? And we have the project to do. We have to wait because we are trying to find the right time to get it together to see if the COVID, um, you know what I mean, get over with. 
me and the other hand, you know, me in the US, so you know, I forgot Jamaica. I forget my test done, I forget wait up on the result. I forget, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that put a damper on the thing. And also, the sweet part of it is that we never team up from after stay so. So I'm excited. I want to go back home. I want to team up back with the gang and, and, and get this over with. You know what I mean? I mean, the, the cast itself is, and, and I can imagine the crew as well. Everybody from from Damien to your producer Joel to Joel, yeah, it, it was just uh, you know an excellent, um, excellent one, excellent, excellent, excellent. Ten minutes of excellent. So do you, do you think that that more music videos need to take on this platform, this format? Sorry, so that All right. more actors can get out of Jamaica. From my perspective as an actor, I think so because then I mean. With the music and the visual together, it, it made the song and everything just go a far away. You know what I mean? We can look back at Stacey, for example. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, 38 million have, is no is no joke. <laughs> yeah. Remember, it's all art, you know. It's all the form of art. Physical art, performing art. It's art. So when you combine art together, at the best way, like music with videos, people can see, people can enjoy while listening to the track. Right. So TV Boss, you also did a very, very successful video with Stephen Marley, Rockstone. Yes, Stephen Marley. 177 Rockstone. million views. I mean, you, yes. you're a star, yeah. bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that video was premiered on BET. Yes, yes. Yeah. What, what was the experience First, like with that? Yo, that is a total different vibe. Like, that, that touched my soul. Like, for our work, for your Marley. Whoa! Mm. Like, oh my, that's royalty. Mm-hmm. Steve Marley at that, like, you know what I mean? That that's one of the videos that I'm put up in the in the showcase. Stream it. Me not even want dust up on it. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, that was a, yeah, that was a good video. So let me ask that you was, this: what's 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 next? What's the next big thing for TV Boss? All right, the next big thing for me right now. All right, my currently I work on a series right now. I have it written. Something I really want to go back to Jamaica and do. I more involve some some younger talents also. You know what I mean? Because that that's that that's my vision. My love to younger talents in the game. Like you know what I mean? So we, we more invite some fresh talent, fresh acts tonight. You know what I mean? That's a story I have in mind for a minute now. So I'm kind of just a put pen to paper and I try to get it together so we can start rolling nice nice what well, what advice do you have for younger artists uh actors especially in the caribbean you know a lot of a lot of actors around the region feel as if i i would give up on my dream it doesn't make any sense you know my island is too small what advice do you have for them i mean there are other platforms to get in the acting skills out there you know everybody have I, I go towards social media and internet, so you know everybody have a YouTube channel now with them build, you know what I mean, to exercise them craft. You know what I mean? You have other people who get created while on the phone, Instagram, you know what I mean? So the art never dies. So mm. it, it's not like back in the time where you have to say, oh, you know what I mean, we now have the platform for go there. No, we have avenues. You know what I mean? They can just put your phone and record and express how you feel in the your form of art and by the time you put it up you get so much people watching you'll never know who will you know what I mean comment back and try to hit you up and say hey you look impressive in that what you did a while ago you know what I mean 
Indeed, indeed, indeed. So a lot of options in, 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 in 2020. In 2020, a lot of options. So TV Boss, when you are 110 years old and you overlooking from your mansion in Negril, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, 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 is that, what is that thing that you would like to say that you wanted to accomplish and that you did accomplish? What, what is TV Boss's ultimate goal? All right. My ultimate goal right now, I'm living part of my ultimate goal because I'm entertaining my people and, you know, people in other diaspora. So I'm, I'm living my dream that I always wanted to do, you know, I mean, be an actor. No, people can say, yeah, TV boss, me enjoy your stuff. You know, what I mean, what me want to do more to have an acting academy at Jamaica. Ah. I mean, yeah, more to acting academy in Jamaica. And I would love to see, like, in Jamaica right now, what I love to see more respect being shown to actors, directors, member of the arts, the wardrobe person, everybody that the camera guy was set up the grip and all of them something. I wish there was a platform where they could be acknowledged. Like, you know what I mean? A award show something. Just like in the US where you have the Emmys, you have the Oscar, you have all these different type of award or award ceremonies for all these gifted creators of art. You know what I mean? Yes, indeed, indeed, indeed. So that's something that I really want to see, especially like Damien Gill now. Good producer, uh, good director, do so much hit videos. Like, would I like to see something, something, accolade, something to show, say, yo, you know what I mean? I mean, it just, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. You know, yeah, to have experienced actors going back to give back. And this, again, this, I guess, this goes back to your, your selflessness, man. You... You're definitely thinking about the future and, and and about others. Yeah, that'd be wonderful to see. How can how can the Jamaican community as a whole, meaning government, the fans, how can everybody work together to boost the arts? Well, it, it, it gotta start from the Ministry of Tourism, you know what I mean, and then to the to the tourist board because entertainment is. Other than, other than other than the food, other than the tourism, entertainment play a vital role in the tourism sector in Jamaica. Because, you know, everywhere going to the world, people know about Bob Marley, they know about reggae music. You know what I mean? The music is what makes people turn a lot of attention to the little island, Jamaica. So I think it's time for them to, you know what I mean, do something like to show the appreciation of the art. You know what I mean? Not only just keeping show reaping from it. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? How did you and Busy become friends? Yeah. All right. My dog video for Busy, like, me and Busy become friends through Damien Gill. Ah. Yeah, me do, um, do um, a video for Damien um, for Busy Signal a couple of years ago. Um, That's how we do it. That's what I think that's the first video I've done for Busy Signal. That's how we do it. Directed by Damien Gale again. Kaim always have the bad video them. So I think it was that time. Yeah, around that time, man, 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 busy link up and, you know what I mean? The vibe just always above and beyond from there. Nice, nice, nice. Now, TV Boss, well, first of all, <laughs> how did you get the name TV Boss? I didn't ask you that. All right, TV Boss. You know, it's a friend of mine giving me the name. Um, Extend. A friend of mine, Seattle. Because I would grow up in the same community. But he started college, he started UTEC, and 
while I'm going to U-Tech, me I try master my craft as in doing music videos, getting out there. Plus, me have a commercial for the TV around. So I'm saying, yo, every time I'm there, every time I'm there on the campus, and I watch TV, are you alone, me sit on the TV? Yeah, TV boss. <laughs> I say, yo, you know the name that was sound. I like the name there. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, and, and so it stuck and so it stuck yeah <laughs> who who are some of your favorite I, I maybe I shouldn't say in terms of individuals what are some of your favorite dance hall songs from coming up from coming up all right um being a man being a man I'm an artist yeah being a man I'm a first artist I'm really really right. mm-hmm. every song from being a man Sim Simma, all of the songs from Beanman, from back in the day, from 90s come up. Every rhythm he touched. Yes, 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 classic, classic, classic. Classic, yeah. Bounty Killer, Beanman from the 90s come up. Kiaputan, Sizzler, you know what I mean? Those are my artists, especially when more for all back a vibe and, you know? I them, I listen to them, I them artists, I listen to Bob Marley. You see me? Yes, 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 yes. So TV Boss, this is a segment of the interview that I strap on my space suit, I go out into the atmosphere, leave you on planetary alone. <laughs> yeah. You are on planetary alone. I want you to tell the audience whatever it is you want to say to them. Whatever you want to yeah. say. Alright. First things first, welcome in tuning into your show and always keep it locked on your show. Second, I want to thank them for the time out for you listening here to the interview, you know what I mean? Hope they enjoyed it. Continue watching the music videos and continue enjoy it. I'll play my part and ensure that you get awesome laughter and comedy out of the videos once we cut co- you continue watching them. Awesome, awesome. How do we contact TV Boss? How do we follow you on social media? Tell us the deal. Alright, Real TV Boss at Instagram, Real TV Boss at Facebook. Real TV boss at yahoo.com. Got it, got it, and got it. TV boss, I can't thank you enough. Um, yeah. c- catch this man in the new video, Seen It All Before, directed yeah. by Damien Gale. Yeah, yeah. Busy Signals. I can't even call it a music video. It's a, it's a short film. Um, yeah. The song is on Strictly the Best 61. The video yeah. is on YouTube. Let's get this one to a billion. A billion, yeah. Goals, goals, TV boss, the goals. Yeah, one billion. <laughs> right now, I'm, right now, for telling the truth, right now, me and my friend Bojo from England, he just, he just come down. We're in California here, boy. Um, it's raining bad. We're driving. And I'm enjoying the interview. I mean, you know what I mean? The vibe. Vibes, man. Vibes, vibes. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you so much. And blessed, man. Yes. <laughs> yes, blessed. Really enjoyed the interview. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Paul Houghton is the accidental actor. However, can you really call it an accident when he's so good at acting? Perhaps he never imagined himself diving so deep into the arts. But he's here now. And if you've seen him perform, you know that this is where he belongs. With TV commercials, modeling, and films on his resume, there is no stopping this soon-to-be household name. This is the story, thus far, of Paul Houghton.
He is one of the hardest working men in the Jamaican entertainment industry. Model, actor. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Paul Houghton. Welcome to Planet 30. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure having you here. So, Paul, tell, tell us about your childhood uh, growing up. I had, a, I guess, a pretty typical childhood. Um, I grew up in a regular nuclear family, mother, father, and me. Um, I'm an only child. Ah, we have something mother. in common. Yes, I'm an only child for both my mother and my father. Unfortunately, my father died when I was three years old. So from age three until about age 16, it was just me and her. So I guess you could say I was raised by a single mom in part. Uh-huh. And then she got married when I was 16. And she was married to my stepdad for 29 years. Wow. He is deceased, but she's still alive. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Now, growing up in Jamaica, yes. when did the acting bug first hit you? So, my journey into acting and film and television and modeling is quite accidental. Uh-huh. I literally, I literally stumbled into this industry. So here's my story. I, I like to do photography. So I like to take pictures. Uh-huh. So I sometimes take, take some, I sometimes take pictures and I'll share those pictures with friends. On this particular occasion, I was fooling around. My friend and I were fooling around with the camera. I were doing some self-portraits. Um, so he took a picture of me. I thought it came out pretty good. And so, as a matter of fact, that's the picture that you see. If you were looking at my resume, if you got a copy of it, yes. those are the pictures that you see. So I thought, hey, these pictures look pretty good. So, as I normally do, I would share those pictures with a couple of friends of mine just to say, hey, I took this picture. What do you think? Mm-hmm. I sent the picture to a friend of mine who she was already in film and television. So, from time to time, she would do like TV ads or TV spots or modeling or stuff like that. I sent it to her. She looked at it. She was like, hey, this is a nice picture. But here is the irony. At the time that she looked at the picture, she was on set being prepared to shoot an ad. The girl who was doing her makeup saw her looking at the picture and said, hey, who is that? She said, it's my friend. The girl who was doing her makeup is also a talent agent. So she said, I like him. He looks good. Has he ever done any ads before? My friend was like, I don't know. Talent agent was like, well, shoot me his number. I'm going to call him because I think I have a role for him. And that's how it started. You know, you talk about meant to be. <laughs> you, you can't get any more meant to be than that story. Right. So, <laughs> so she called me. I went to do an interview with her. Literally, she asked me a couple questions and then she recorded me on camera and then she gave me a script and she said, 
read these lines, look at that camera. I did it, and I got my first job, which was an ad for a local banking outfit, a place called NCB, National Commercial Bank. Uh-huh. That was my first ad, first TV spot. And what's, what's, the, what's ironic about that particular ad is that on the day, the day before I went to shoot the ad, the day before I went on set, the producer called me and she said, hey, I need to meet with you in my office. And I was like, okay, no problem. So I went, I met with her, and she was like, we have been having problems on set with talent. And because of that, we have been wasting production time, which is expensive time. Because you have to have crews on set, you have to have cameras, audio guys. So when they set up to shoot and people turn up and they don't perform, it's costly. Of course. So she was like, I'm done with that life. So before we go on set again, everyone has to be able to deliver the lines to her satisfaction in her office. So I was like, okay. It was new to me. So I just thought, well, maybe this is how it works. So I, she, she gave me the lines and she said, say this. And I said it. And she was like, okay. Say it like this. And I said it. And she was like, okay. Say these lines. And I said, okay. And she said, all right, tomorrow morning at nine. So I was like, all right. So following morning, I was there. I arrived, went into wardrobe, went on set. And the camera guy was there. The audio guy was there. And the director was there. And he's like, okay, you're going to stand here. You're going to look this way. You're going to say these lines. And I was like, yep, got it. And he was like, okay. One, two, three, action, go. I said the line. And he's like, cut. And I saw them looking at each other. So he's like, okay, I want you to go here, walk this way, and say the line this way while looking into this camera. So all right. So I went to the other point, and I walked, and I said it. And the camera guy was like, cut. And I saw them looking at each other again. And then he said, okay, we're going to walk this way. And you're going to walk down this way and you're going to look at the church and you're going to say these lines. And so I did it. And they were like, cut. And I saw them looking at each other again. And then the camera guy and the producer and the director, they were like, okay, that's a wrap. Because they looked back at the footage and the audio guy came to me and he was shaking my hand excitedly and he was smiling and I was like, what's going on? And the, the guy was like, we're rap, we're going home. And I was like, okay, why, why, why is that exciting? He was like, dude, you don't understand. And I'm like, no, I don't have a clue. Explain it for me. He was like, yesterday we were here for four hours with two people who just would not get it right. We had like 14 takes. And every time they did it, it was wrong. And every time they did it, they had to correct it. The dude, the guy was like, we have been here for two and a half hours and we're done. Short day. Yeah, the, the, the guy was like, we're here for two and a half hours and we're done. <laughs> All takes are great. The audio was great. You delivered the lines. And he shook my hand and was like, yo, you're great. I love you. Because he was stressed out from the day before. So that was my first ad. That was my first experience. 
doing film and television, and that's where it began. So th- at that point, you said, hey, 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 maybe maybe this is a thing. You know what? Honestly, at that point, I was like, okay, this is great, but I had a nine-to-five. Right. So I was going to work and just doing my thing. So that ad led to another ad, which led to another ad, which led to some spot, some, some still photography, because like ads in Jamaica can be... Um, can be TV or online or it can be just still photography where right. you just model and stuff. So it, it kind of was do it, it kind of was going like that for a while. I would go and I would do auditions and some I would get, some I would get. And then I went and I did an audition. So there's Nick Cannon came to Jamaica, I think it was in twenty fifteen. And he filmed a movie here called King of the Dancer. King of the Dancer, yes. Yeah, had a lot of stars in it. So Buster Rhymes when it was in it, Beanie Man. I think um, Whoopi Goldberg was a part of that production. A few people, mm-hmm. you know. And so they came to Jamaica because, of course, this is the home of Dancer. And they were filming here. And the talent agent, the same girl who saw me, because she had been representing me now and she had been you know, finding jobs for me. So she said to me, you need to go and do this audition because the people are coming here to film a movie. And I was like, movie? Hmm. I don't really know about that, you know. And she was like, no, man, you can't do it, man. It's just a longer ad. Just pretty much how she sold it. Right. And I was like, all right. So anyhow, I go to do this audition. And it's at this place in Jamaica called Jampro. Now, Jampro stands for the Jamaica Promotions Agency. And their role is essentially to promote the island of Jamaica in different markets. Mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. a tourist destination, as possibly a business destination. It's just to promote Jamaica. So it's Jamaica Promotions, which known locally as Jampro. So go to Jampro and I'm to do this audition. And I get there, and there are 10,000 people at Jampro. <laughs> Literally. Everybody here. A lot of people, because, of course, this is a movie. It's Nick Cannon. Yeah. You know, so this is, this is pretty big stuff. As we know who Nick Cannon is, married to Mariah Carey, artist in his own right. Mm-hmm. And in any event, this is a overseas movie. So, you know, a lot of people who are in the industry. Now, remember, I, I I didn't have the same kind of track record as others had in the industry because you have very, very, very good actors in Jamaica. But these guys have been on the scene acting from they were children and they went to drama school or they went through some kind of acting program in high school. So we have a number of great actors, male and female and child actors, a lot of them here in Jamaica. So, of course, these guys have the pedigree. You right. know, I don't have that pedigree. I don't have that. I I fell into this thing literally accidentally. Anyhow, so I'm at Jam Pro. And, of course, you. I live here, so I see all of these big, name, uh, big names and I see all of these actors and I'm like, why am I here? Because clearly... I can't compete. What am I doing here? 
it's coming like it's a waste of my time. <laughs> but, you know what? I said, I'm here. Take a let shot. Just, let me just do it. So I waited. And I saw people going in, coming out. I, 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 I got a number. I remember the number I got. I think it was something like 110. And when I asked what number they were at, the guy was like 78. Ooh. And I was like, shit. What? <laughs> 78? So I have to wait on 30 people? Immediately, my vex. Right away. My get cross. <laughs> I mean, I say, right now, you know, I said, I'm not sure if this thing is for me because I am by nature sometimes an impatient person. I wait only if I have to. And if I don't have to, I'm out. So at this point, I didn't think that I had to wait. Anyhow, I'm there. I have the number. I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. And one hour turns to two hours. Two hours turns to three hours. They say that about every film set. Hurry up and wait. Three hours turns to almost four hours. I'm sitting down waiting for a chance to be cast because no one has seen me yet at the three hour and about 40 minute mark i'm like you know what i'm done i have given all i can give i have done everything that they can ask of me reasonably me done me are cut as we say in jamaica me are left me, me gone and so, very pissed off, I got up and I started to walk through the door. Now, with me, I kind of wear my emotions on my face. If I'm angry or I am pissed off, you know immediately. Right. You just look at me and my face says, do not come near me. Don't say the wrong shit. Oh, can <laughs> I say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My face says, don't say the wrong shit. Because I'm likely to knock you out if you said the wrong thing. That's how I look. That's not my personality, but that's what I look like. <laughs> so I'm pissed off and I'm going through the door. The local producer and I think the person who was responsible for the scouting, a, a girl named Odessa Chambers, that's Jimmy Cliff's daughter, by the way, and she was responsible for local casting. And she was coming in the door as I was going out the door. Pissed off. Right. And she looked at me and she stopped me. I don't know what it is she saw. But she looked at me and she stopped me and she said, Why are you here? What, what role are you here for? And I'm like, I'm not here for any role. Me done. Me go away. And she's like, have you been seen already? And I'm like, no. And she's like, don't leave. And I was like, but, but it's coming like a death. <laughs> you know, your ears. I am leaving. <laughs> and she was like, no, 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 no. And me, I said, but lady, something wrong with you? I'm going, me, I'm going, I'm three hours, me there, you know? <laughs> I have been here for three hours, me done. And she was like, no, no, no. And she's sorry, and they're running late, and blah, 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 blah. Please stay. And I was like, all right. You have already done three hours. Might as well. Right. What's another... I don't know, based on how she was speaking to me and the seeming urgency with which she was asking me to stay. I was like, well, okay. Let me take the chance. Let me just stay, because it, it can't be more than another 10, 15 minutes. 
So I said, I was convinced to reverse my direction and I turned around and I went back inside. And I sat there for another almost two hours. By this time oh, now, I have, I have changed color. And I'm pretty dark, as you can see from the picture. So at this time now, I am almost fire red angry. Because I am angry with the people. And I am also angry with myself. Because I was on my way through the door. And I allowed myself to be literally, in my view, conned into staying. And I was like, you know what? This is your fault. This is exactly what should happen to you because you were on your way out and you allow them to con you into staying. But it gets better. So while I'm standing there, she comes out and she puts me against the wall and she takes some pictures. And she says, I'm coming back. Don't leave. And I'm looking at her like, what you just say? Don't what? <laughs> That's a lady. I'm almost six hours a day now, you know. Where really the part? And she said, no, 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 no. Don't leave. Just stay. She takes the pictures and she goes away. And she comes back with about three or four other guys. And she puts them against the same wall that she put me up against. And she takes their pictures. And she has the four or five of us standing in a corner. And so we're waiting. The next thing I hear is someone coming out of the room where you're going to, to do the audition and announcing, um, good night, ladies and gentlemen. We want to thank you for coming. The auditions are over. We have seen everybody who we need to see. Oh, um, no. Thanks for coming. Make your way home. And I'm looking at my, I'm thinking to myself, no, you see this shit? Yeah, it. <laughs> After the woman let me wait an additional two hours. See it? You could have been home. I could have been home long ago. And I'm saying to myself, see there? Them don't want to talk to nobody else. They don't want to see nobody else. What do you do? So I'm heading towards the door. Out of the room comes Odessa. And she's like, where you going? Where you going? And I wanted to tell her a long string of bad words. (laughs) But I restrained myself. (laughs) And instead, I said to her, I said, watch out now. But it's coming like he's a mother man. It look like you're here, take you. Me say, me tell you, when me book you up at the door, say, at three hours me there, and you make me stay here another two hours, and you have the nerve, the testicular fortitude, to ask me, where me I go? Me say, you're mad. Me I go me yard lady, love me. And she was like, no, 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 no. Anyhow, she says, no, 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 no. I, we're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna deal with you right now, and I'm like, where may I stay for? Me in the movie? What am I staying here for? She's like, yes, you're in it. And me I say, and at that point, it's like a light bulb turn up. The demeanor change. Because I was like, what? I'm in it because at that point, remember now, I had done nothing. <laughs> I had done nothing. I had done no audition. I hadn't read any scripts. I hadn't done anything. All I did was look pissed off going through the door. And this lady was like, you're in the movie. And I was like, so at that point, it, my, my, my mind kind of shifted and my attitude kind of softened a little bit. And she was like, no, no, you're in it. Just wait. And I was like, all right, okay. 
right. If you say so. Yeah, but feel, <laughs> yeah, feel a little better now. So, anyhow, so everybody left. And there were a lot of people there who were pissed off. Because there, I, I, I got there and I saw people. And those people were leaving at the time when she's when the, the person announced that they weren't seeing anybody else. So those people would have been there for at least five, six hours, just like me. And to no avail. Wow. So I understood a lot of people were pissed off. People came there with their kids. And it was just a bad experience for them, not for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, so... So everyone leaves and they close the doors because by this time now it's like it's night because I got there the audition started at four so if you're talking about three to five you're talking about almost ten o'clock in the night yeah right so then they, anyhow people leave they close the doors so the only people that are left now are the five guys about four or five of us. Remember I told you that she brought some other people that she put them against the wall to the picture. Right. But there are about five of us. And the other people, I guess, who are associated with the movie. So she calls me into this room, which is like a, almost like a, a, a it looked like a theater, a, like a, a area with chairs and a stage. So we walk in and she says, you guys, come, come, come. And so we walk up on the stage and she lines us all up in a row. And there are people seated in the quote-unquote audience, you know? Not a lot of people, but a couple of people. So there's there were some local people, um, I guess people from, people associated with the production. So production people, PR people, whoever it is. And there were some overseas people, the guys who, came with Nick Cannon, some of their production crew, and, you know, staffers of, I think his company's called Incredible. Incredible, there yeah. Are, right, there are staffers from Incredible, and so there may have been about 15, 20 people seated in the room, and the five of us are on stage, and we're standing beside each other, single file, and we are looking out into the audience, and we're just standing there, and... Of course, my head started to take me again because I'm like, why am I standing here? What's going on? Remember, I'm here six hours now or almost six hours. <laughs> so any kind of delay, I'm hypersensitive to. If I'm there and I'm not doing shit, why am I here? <laughs> so I'm standing on the stage and in walks Nick Cannon and some other people in his I guess entourage. Entourage, yeah. Yes, and he walks in and he's greeted by some of the people who are there. He speaks to Odessa and then he walks on the stage and he begins a process of staring into the face of each of the men that are standing on the stage, including myself. Now, I am at the end of the line, so I am the last person he's going to get to. So he goes to the first person and he's looking at the person and they are looking at each other and there's some kind of stare down. And then he come, he goes to the next person and the next person and the next person. And then finally he gets to me. Now remember I told you that I wear my emotions on my sleeve. So I'm pissed off already. Yeah. I've been here 
for almost six hours. Almost a work day. <laughs> oh, that's right. I mean, I get no money. <laughs> so he comes and he stands in front of me and he's staring at me and I'm looking at him. I remember me vexing up. So I am pissed off. So my face bent up like W. Man, I'm not laughing with no guy. <laughs> and this man stand up in front of me. And him I look at me. And me I look at him. And he's looking at me and I'm looking at him. And in my mind, I'm saying, oh, now if him know me, knock him out if him continue to steal from me like him like, man. Me know not them things, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I, literally, that's, went through my, that's what went through my mind. Does this guy think I like him? Why is he looking at me so intensely? And I said to myself, why this man I look for me so unless he know me, knock him out. And just, the whole inside you, so just mash up and me just go on my heart. I'm a vexed already, you know. And I, I swear to you, if the stare down had continued for 30 seconds more, it would have been a different story. <laughs> and then, in the middle of the stare down, he starts to laugh. And then I'm like, okay. So he mad. Clearly. <laughs> This dude have a problem. He mad. <laughs> uh, him just stand up in front of the man them just up and him come stand up in front of me and then the next thing you know, he's laughing. Me I said, no nah, man, how can I mad people this? <laughs> so he starts to laugh and he turns to the people in the audience and he says, This guy is pointing to me. This guy, definitely, this dude has it down. Now, I would later come to learn that what he was looking for was exactly what I was giving him. Angry. Angry, yes. Angry, stone-faced, chisel-faced, not pleasant. <laughs> and that's what he was getting from me. Turned all the way up. But he didn't understand that the reason that he was getting it from me is because I was about to knock him out. <laughs> Because his people had me there for six hours. So this really and truly was not me trying to be pissed off. This is me pissed off, bordering on violence. Anyhow, we that does it mean. Uh-huh. I got the job. And so I was supposed to um, appear for one scene, which, e- which equated to one day. And I did the one day, and they asked me to come back. And I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> so I ended up doing two days on set. And I was in a scene. So there's a scene in a movie where Nick Cannon is pulled over on a bike. He's riding a bike. and I'm so The role I played was a police officer. So I'm in police uniform. I'm driving a police car, and I pull him over. And I take him off a motorcycle and, you know, we rough him up. I will search him. I will find an illegal gun. I will find some drugs. And I take him to the police station. So those were my scenes. So that was my first movie. Wow, wow. And I was like, okay. Not a bad not a bad place to start. Not, no, no. So that was my first movie. And I was like, all right. So the movie comes. It's filmed. And it goes. And of course, you know, between the time that a movie is filmed and the time that it's actually released can be a long time. Editing, scoring, marketing. That's right. That's right. So the movie went. 
and I kind of forgot about it. During that time, you go back to doing what you normally do, which is I do TV ads. So I did more TV ads, did some more model work, and had my 95, and I kept it moving. Well, if I may ask, what was your 95 at the time? So my 95 is I worked in private security. I was a security and operations manager. So imagine people recognizing you from commercials in that role. Well, you know, so <laughs> that's, that's the, and I have a couple of stories about that. But I'll tell you about that. So I'm doing my nine to five, and I had got I was I I I, I was fortunate enough that I had got some good ads, so my face was recognizable. And then in Jamaica at the time we had the telephone book, you know the telephone book. Yeah. So the telephone book was a big thing because every year they would release the telephone book with a new cover. And the cover of and the cover of the telephone book was a big thing and I It's such a that's such sure. a it's such a cable and wireless thing across the Caribbean. Huh? I said that is such a cable and wireless thing across the Caribbean. Right. And so in twenty sixteen I was on the cover of the telephone book. Wow. Because I yeah I did an audition and um they chose me and two other people so we were on the cover. So that kind of catapulted my face recognition. I don't know if people knew who I was by name but face. And so I would walk into places and people were like, I know you. Where I know you from? Where I see your face before? And I'm like, take up the phone. And I take up the phone. Oh, it's you! Because <laughs> right. literally you'd go into business places and people would have the telephone book and the phone on top of it. Right. And people would be like, I know your face. Where I see your face? Because you can imagine there are thousands of telephone books that are distributed across Jamaica right. and across the Caribbean, right? So I would go into a lot of places and people would be like, I know you. Where I know your face from? And I'd usually I'd be like, take up the phone. <laughs> and I'd be like, what? Take up the phone. And sometimes I'd say, take up the phone and I'd take up the receiver and I'd be like, no, no. Take up the phone of the book. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, okay. Right. So I remember I walked into a place and I had to sign about four telephone books for I left. So for me, that was an interesting experience because it was the first time it was happening to me like that. Anyhow, so I did that. Did some more ads. And then I did this ad for National. So National Bakery, National is a brand in Jamaica that makes baked products. Right. So they make crackers and they make buns and some other stuff. And I did an ad for them, which was almost like, at the time, they were celebrating, I think they were celebrating, like, an anniversary. Either 30 or 40 years or something like that. I don't remember. But it was a big marketing campaign to celebrate the national brand because it had been in Jamaica for such a long time. And so there were, you know, it's a lot, a big marketing campaign. So you had print and you had TV and you had online and a lot of stuff. And so they we filmed an ad which was aired on TV. And so that was another kind of popularity spike moment because, like, it was a very popular ad. People found it very funny. People found my characterization very funny. And so I would go to places and people would see me and they would be like, I think you like that girl, you know, because there was a scene between me and a girl in the ad. And then some people asked me, so where's this girl? Or, I think you like that girl, you know. 
And I remember at one point I went to the supermarket and I was shopping. Now, remember, it's an ad. So I do an ad, they pay me, I go about my business. Right. That ad has nothing to do with my personal choice. So, as I was saying to you before, National is a brand of cracker. I went into the supermarket and I took up a bag of Excelsior, which is another brand of cracker. <laughs> yes, but yes. guess what? I like Excelsior. I don't have a problem with National, but I like Excelsior. And I took up an Excelsior bag of crackers and I'm putting it in my shopping cart and a lady is in the aisle and sees me and this lady comes to me and she said, what you doing? What you doing? Is Excelsior that you have in your hand? No, you are the national man. What you have with Excelsior? And this lady started to create one heap of excitement in the supermarket and me as a lady, go on alone, me now. What do you have? Yes, they do. They're becoming vested. The kind of lady was literally saying, oh, could you, after you did such a good job in the national ad, selling that national brand, oh, could you be in the supermarket picking up an Excelsior bag of crackers? Send me off a hide from the woman. <laughs> but anyhow, so, so that was that. You have so, the most unique experiences, I must say. Right. Rolly, that's how I met him. <laughs> Anyhow, 
So, so I'm continuing because I'm giving you the journey now. So I'm continuing. I'm doing the. So I'm doing now TV ads, TV spots, and also music videos. So another interesting experience I had was. No, this came after. So my talent agent, she calls me one day and she says, "Hey, I need you to do prepare an acting resume, and I need you to send it." This is 2017 now. So the Nick Cannon movie was 2015. This is 2017. By this time, I had lost my nine to five job. Mm-hmm. So my contract came to an end. And the company was doing some reorganization and they they realized that they did not need two managers in my particular department. And so I was, my contract was not renewed. So I lost that job. Things, the universe so, was pushing you toward acting more and more. Well, that's one interpretation. Or I could say the universe took a big screwdriver out of the tool pan <laughs> and was slowly turning it in, in my ass. <laughs> but that just depends on how you look at it. Glass half full. Half full or half empty. Right. So, anyhow, the talent agent calls me and she says, hey, I need you to do an acting resume because there is a movie that's coming to Jamaica and I want you to go on audition. And I was like, N- Not okay. again. <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, right, right. That's right. And she was like, but they want you to send an acting resume. And I was like, what is an acting resume? Because remember, I, I stumbled into this industry. I know nothing about the the. Uh, I don't have the pedigree, I keep saying that. Yeah. So I don't know anything about acting resumes and those things, which is different from a regular resume that you would submit to a business to get a job. An acting resume is a little different. You know, it pretty much outlines what you have done and where, what year you did it and stuff like that. So it's, pretty, it's based on your performance, history, pedigree, you know, the stuff that you have done. I have no acting resume. So she says to me, I need you to do an active resume and I need you to send it to this email address in the UK because they are looking for people for a movie that is being filmed in Jamaica. And I was like, okay, sure. But then I said, so what's an acting resume? And she was like, dude, Google it. Google figure it. it out. <laughs> yeah, she was like, well, Google it, figure it out, email it. Bam. And she was done with me, show up the phone. And I was like, movies uh, you know I don't know about it I, 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 I'll be honest with you I had doubt so I was like movies I don't know about the movies plus there are many 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 talented actors and actresses here who could do a far better job than me at playing a particular movie role so I didn't I was a little resistant towards you know, this notion of movie and acting and all of this. So I didn't do it. Right. I didn't do it. I didn't do the resume. I didn't send the email, nothing. So she called me and she said, did you send the resume? And I was like, no. 
And she was like, pissed off. Why didn't you do it? And I was like, well, you know, I'm not so sure. And, and she was like, you know, yeah, 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 you're not an ambition, you know. Don't look like you want to go anywhere. And I was like, ouch. But then, <laughs> I understood why she was pissed. But it was just, I guess it was just like a mental block in my head. Because, you know, I'm thinking about all the people who I know that are actors. The, the, and all the time that, that they have invested and all of the different things that they have done. The, you know, the, they, they don't there. seem to be stretching it to get, you know, going anywhere. Right. And I'm like, you know, I I don't have what they have. That's what I kept telling myself. I don't have what they have. So there's no way that the two of us are going to go for an audition and I'm going to get it over them. So, you know, I'm going to stay in my lane. My lane is ads. I'm able to do those with relative ease without any problems. So let me just stay in that lane. Anyhow, I didn't do the resume. I didn't send the information. She was pissed off. <laughs> About three months after that, one Sunday, I'm at home. I'm laying in bed and the phone rings Sunday morning. It's a talent agent on the phone. What are you doing now? I said, I'm not doing anything. I'm at home, chilling. Um, you need to come to this address for an audition now. And I'm like, what? What is this? Because typically the process is that she would tell me beforehand. Right. Hey, I'm submitting your information for this particular ad, and if I am successful, then she would let me know. Hey, they chose you. Call time is here. The audition is on this date. She calls me on Sunday morning and she said, you need to come down here now. And I'm like, come where? To what? And she was like, you remember that movie that I told you about? And I'm like, this again? Yes, this again. Yes, the movie that I told you to do the resume for and send it off. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yes. She said, well, they are here. They are doing auditions. I need you to show. No, because I told the people that I've sold you. So come down here now. And I was like, shit. Even without the even without the resume? I don't know what she told him. I cannot tell you. But she managed to convince the person who was doing the local casting to look at me. I cannot tell you what she told him. I don't know how that part goes. All I can tell is that the Sunday morning she called me and she said, get up out of bed, get your ass in some clothes, and get down here now. And I was like, okay. I felt bad. Here's why I felt bad. Because she told me to do the resume and send it off. I didn't do shit. And without that, she still went and fought and lobbied and made the argument for me to come and do the audition. So I was like, at the very least, I should get up and go and do the audition. If she believes in you that much, you figure, like, I have to believe in me too then. Uh, or at least I have to show up. Let me show up and show her that they're not going to put me in this movie. <laughs> so, so I got in my car and I drove to the location. When I get to the location, 10,000 people. This was worse than Jambro. Because by now, I am discovering that this is a movie being produced by Idris Elba. Uh-huh. A-list, A-list Hollywood actor. Everybody know Idris Elba. 
If you're a fan of The Wire, you know Idris Elba. If you're a fan of Thor, you know Idris, I mean, this is Idris Elba. This is the man. And this man, who loves Jamaican culture, has chosen to come to Jamaica to make his directorial debut. This is the first movie that Idris Elba is going to direct. And he has chosen to come to Jamaica to bring one of his favorite books, Yadi, written back in the 1980s. He has chosen to bring that book to life on film. And he has chosen Jamaica. And I'm telling you all of this because this is no pressure. Right, right, right. So, this is the enormity of what is happening. And I, through my talent agent, have been given an opportunity to audition for a part. So when I get there, there are 10,000 people. And I mean, everybody is there. Every single actor that I have seen on TV from I was young until I was a grown person, they are there. All of the big names, all of the big names from stage, all of the big names from local TV. Music. from music videos, they are dancers. I mean, everybody is there. And I drive up, and I'm like, shit. Again, why am I here? Because the Nick Cannon movie was a success, but this, no, I, I doubt it. Because, I mean, I'm looking at the people who are there. And I'm like, I would have them over me. Clearly. I've seen their work. I haven't done shit that's comparable to them. Mm-hmm. So, anyhow. So, I park. And I sit in my car. I don't even want to come out the car. I swear to you. And I call. And she answers. And she says, where are you? And I say, I'm here. She says, where? I say, I'm sitting in the car. So, she said, come out the car now. We are doing a car. So she hangs up the phone. So I come out of the car and, you know, I walk to the building because there's like a veranda and there are people outside. And I mean, I see people rehearsing, like people going through lines and I see dancers playing music and them dancing. And I mean, it's a, a buzz of activity, which for me is even more intimidating. And I'm like, Mwango woman, you know, something I really want there. Yeah, ma'am, I really want to go. I'm here, you know. But... So I'm standing now at the edge of the veranda and the door opens. Now, every time the door opens, everyone looks towards the door because, of course, everyone is anxious. Everybody wants to be in the movie. So all eyes are focused on the door. So every time the door opens, people look. Someone comes in, someone goes out. So the door opens. And my agent comes to the door and she's calling my name. Now, what was going on before was a number system. So you came, you got a number, and, you know, when your number is called, you you go in. So were, no, you, were you 110 again? <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't have a number this time. Numbers are done. Because remember that everybody's there. Numbers right. are done. So I go... And I'm standing at the edge of the veranda. And, but based on the conversation that I had with her before, she was waiting for me to come to the veranda. Because remember, I told you, I called her and I said, I'm here. And she said, where are they? 
And I said, I'm in the car. She said, what are you doing in the car? Come out of the car. So she's waiting for me to come to the door. So, and as I tell you before, every time the door opens, people are looking. Anyhow. Yeah. So the door opens as she comes to the door and she's calling me by name. So she said, Paul, Paul. And I'm like, so where are you? I said, see me here. So of course, this is the scene now. The door, the door opens, all eyes go to the door. She comes to the door, she calls my name, I answer, all eyes turn to me. And I'm like, yeah, this kind of attention I really am uncomfortable with. And of course, by All this right. time, people know you, so they're recognizing you anyway. Some people know me, some people don't. But the general consensus is, who is this dude that is being called into this room by name? We don't know him. Who is he? We never see him in an yet. <laughs> Nothing of the magnitude of this. Right. I mean, no one, no one says that, you know. But you kind of get that energy. Because as I tell you, every time they do home, people look. Because people want to go and do an audition. Everyone wants to be a part of it. And everyone has a number. I do have none. What makes Hell. what makes this guy special? Ah, that's it. Who is this dude? What makes this guy special? So, the door opens. She comes to the door. She calls me. And I walk up the stairs. And I walk along the veranda. And I'm walking past people who are sitting down with numbers who have not gone in yet. Who are looking at me and they're like, who the fuck is this nigga? Right, right, right. Who's this nigga? What? Oh, 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 him. Oh, him just rolling and... Anyhow, I don't pay them any attention. I go in, door closes behind me. So we go into a room and there are a bunch of people sitting down with scripts and, you know, people going through lines and what have you. And she introduces me to another person who was the person who was responsible for local casting. And she hands me a script. And she says, she flips through the pages. And she turns to a particular page. And she gives me the script. She circles the area with a pen. And she says, read these lines. Memorize them. You're going to have to say them on camera. Uh -oh. She says, I'm going to give you about 10 minutes. And then she sends me down the corridor into a little room with a chair and a desk. And she said, do your thing. I'll be back for you when we're ready. And I'm like, okay. So I go. I sit with this script in front of me. And I'm looking at it. And I'm reading the lines. And I'm like, okay. All right. And then as I read the lines over and over again, I, am, I recognize that I'm having a difficulty saying the lines as they are written. So here's the problem. Yadi is a book about Jamaicans. Right. The script is adapted from the book. The script is written not by, by a British... By a non-Jamaican. Right. <laughs> so it's a British person writing a script about Jamaican dialogue. That can't work, brother. <laughs> that can't work. You not talk like how we talk. So you are trying to conjure up in your mind what a conversation between two Jamaicans might sound like and you are trying to make it sound like how we would say it based on your limited knowledge and interaction with Jamaicans. That can't work. So of course it does not work. When you read it, it don't work. So I'm like, okay. So I read it, I memorize it, but I have memorized it 
with the proviso that it's problematic. I'm saying this don't work. So the lady comes back and she says, hey, have you memorized this script? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and she could hear in my voice that I was a little apprehensive. Right. So she said, what happened? So she said, what happened? I said, well, um, and I'm a little cautious because I'm treading lightly because I just got here. And I'm trying not to piss people off in the first five minutes of their interaction with me. So I'm treading cautiously. So she's like, what happened? So I said, well, you know, this is supposed to be dialogue between Jamaicans. And she said, yes. I said, well, we're not out, so. Like, which Jamaican, you know, says, damn it, or some other, some other nonsensical dialogue like that. And I'm saying, we're not out, so. Or... You, two Jamaicans cussing and someone says, get the hell away from me. Now we're not chat so. If you and I are having an argument, I'm going to like you, I'm I want you to go away from where I am. Move. I'm not going to say, listen man, get the hell away from me. No, they're going to say, yo, go away. Yeah. Move up. And so we're going to talk. So I'm saying, um, no. So I'm pointing out, I'm saying this dialogue, um, it doesn't work. So she seemed intrigued by what I was saying. So she said, what do you mean by it doesn't work? And I said, this is not how we talk. I said, you're a Jamaican. Read this. That sounds like it makes sense still. And she read it and she was like, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. So then she was like, well, change it. And I was like, Whoop, wait, 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 is hold that, on. Is that allowed? <laughs> what? What do you mean by change it? Because I know enough to know that a script is someone's intellectual property. Right. This is like their child. This is something that they have thought about, they have worked on, and they have put their thoughts down on paper. So for you now to come and just summarily change it, that's like you paint a picture and someone comes and just tears it in two. That's how people, that's how writers feel about their work. Mm. I know that. So when she says, change it without even pausing i'm like hold on can i change it she's like yes you can change it i'm like are you sure because i don't want to offend anybody i'm not trying to piss anybody off mm. and she's like look here change it you said people want a jamaican experience mm. you're a jamaican change that shit <laughs> and I was like, okay all right if you and then i was saying to myself you know what What's the worst that can happen? They don't put me for the part. Exactly. They don't put me for the part. But I'm going to change. I'm going to change that shit. And so I change it. And I just said what I would say. I put myself in a frame of mind based on what I was reading and how the dialogue was going. I put myself in a frame of mind. And she was like, say it. How you feel? So she, she actually said to me, how would you say it different? And I said, so I said it. And she looked. And she was like, yeah, say that. No matter said that thing. Say it so. Right. And I'm like, you sure? She said, yeah, man, say it just like that. And I said, okay. And so we went into the room now, and there's the audio guy, and there's the camera guy. And so we stand on the X and the position here. And then she said, at, um, at action, say your name, say how old you are, and then go straight into the scene. 
And so I did it. I said my name. I said how old I was. And then I went into the scene. I like Muhammad because I, 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 by that time now, I, it came naturally to me because as it occurred to me, as I was reading it, that's the same way I said it. So it came naturally to me. And it was Hamid. And when I was done, like the cameraman was cracking up and she was like laughing. And she was like, yeah, yeah. And then she brought another script with another section. Mm-hmm. And she said, read this. And I read it. And she said, you like how that look? And I said, well, I would have said it a little different. She said, oh, you would have said it. So I said it. And she said, say it like that. And she turned on, she said, the camera guy, film that too. She said, say it like that. And so I did it. And so I did it. And they were like, cut. And like the cameraman was in stitches. And the other guy was like, yeah. So basically, they need to give you writing credit on this. Huh? I said, so basically, they need to give you writing credit on this film. Well, I wouldn't go as far as that. <laughs> that is, uh, it's, not like, it's not like I changed 10 pages. I may have changed one or two lines in a paragraph. So, no, <laughs> I wouldn't go as far as writing credit. But that's what happened. Wow, wow, so, wow. So anyhow, so, so I left. And... I forgot about the movie. I swear to you. He came in June. No, I think he came here in like February or March. Or February. I think it was February. But <clears throat> maybe Fuzzy and it did it, it. But I believe he came in January or February. And then they returned in June. <coughs> to actually film. So there was a little gap between when I did all of what I just explained. And when they actually returned. <coughs> to film right. so much so that when they came back to film I did not even remember because you know life goes on and that's the thing um, it's not always glamorous it's not always exciting you got bills when to pay exciting, right when the, ex, when the excitement and the glamorous moments come they're great but <coughs> in between those moments life goes on so I go and I do the audition and then the next day I have other stuff to do. I have to try and find a way to hustle, try and find a way to get some money. And life goes on. And then they came to Jamaica. And talent agent called me again. She said, hey, Idris Elma wants to meet you. And I'm like, who? What? I swear to you. She said, Idris Elma wants to meet you. And I'm like, who? She said, Idris Elma. I said, what's that? She said, Idris Elma. She, and then she said to me, didn't you audition for a movie? I mean, I said, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear to you, I didn't remember. Because life goes on. And I'm not, it's not like I'm saying to myself, yeah, man, me get it, me have the part. No, no, I don't know what's going to happen. Because in this business, you do many auditions and you don't hear anything. So mm. I'm just going about my business normally. So she calls me and she says, listen, Idris Elba wants to meet you and I'm like as I tell you who Idris Elba and I'm like the name still didn't ring a bell even though I knew who he was but because I'm not in that frame of mind but I don't think about that so she said didn't you audition for a movie you remember that movie that you were supposed to have sent the resume if I should start go about it again and I said yes 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 oh 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 yeah 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 I remember yeah she said yes he's coming to Jamaica he wants to meet with you and at that point 
it hits me. I'm like, shit, what you saying? The man himself wants to meet me. Me, little old me. She said yes. And she gives me a time and I go to the location. It was in New Kingston. And I sat down and I waited and waited and waited. And granted, I'm not pissed off this trip because you waited on Idris Elba. You wait. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you don't cuss this time. You mm-hmm, wait. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wait. And he was about, he was about 15, 20 minutes late. He arrived later. But he was a simple, that's one of the things that I really appreciated about him. Idris Elba is a simple, simple dude. He walked to where we were. Wow. I was saying to myself, you know that people probably saw him walking on the street. And didn't know who he was. No, no. I'm sure that there are people who said, boy, the brother they look like he just held by him. And drove past. <laughs> I'm sure that that happened. Because they wouldn't because expect it. That's right. They wouldn't expect it. He walked. He walked from the hotel to where we were in New Kingston. Just walked on the street. And he came up, shook my hand, and we spoke. And we sat and we spoke for about an hour. And he was explaining to me what the character was about, what the film was about, how he wanted the character portrayed. And he asked if I had any insights, if I had read the script. And I said, I read the portions of it that were given to me. And I told him about how we came to, you know, do the the, 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 the segment on the screen. And he was like, yeah, that's why we chose you. Because we love how you articulated the stuff on right. the screen. And I was like, okay, all right. So and then sometimes in life, it's not, a bad, it's not a bad thing to take a risk. Right, true. And I, that, that experience taught me that. And so we spoke for about 45 minutes. And we went into a dialogue thing where he was saying, we're going to do a back and forth. And I was like, okay. And he was like, I'm just going to say something. And you're going to respond. And we're going to have a conversation as though we were in character. And that's when I knew that this man is great because this man was born in the UK. He's not a Jamaican, even though he grew up around Jamaicans. And if you were outside the door and you heard the conversation between he and I, you could not tell that he was not born here. Wow, 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 wow. That's how much he was able to slide into character and get the enunciation correct and sound like a Jamaican. But you know that's the same thing he did here in the states, right? Um, right. Uh, when he was on the wire, a lot right. of people were. It wasn't until the wire was probably over when he started doing press for other films and right. other projects people that understood. people, people, you know, a lot of a lot of people were. I wouldn't say disappointed. They were like shocked. They, wait, wait, wait. Yes. He, he not from Brooklyn? <laughs> right, right. He's not an American. He was born here. Shit. <laughs> yes, right. So. So, so, and so we had that interaction and then I ended up doing the, the movie, Yadi. So I appeared in that movie. I was on set for six days and it was great. It was, it, for, for, for me, it was an insight into what making a big budget movie was like. Because I'm comparing now the Nick Cannon movie to the Idris Elba movie. Not knocking the Nick Cannon movie, but clearly... Nick Cannon and Idris Elba are in two different categories. And so the kind of backing 
and the kind of investment into the movie that Idris was doing. It was clear, clearly, these guys had a lot of money to invest. Hmm. And so you could see it in the equipment and the production and just the stuff right. surrounded the movie. The toys. You know, not, not just the toys, the organization and just the stuff that we had to do. You know, this was a big budget, serious film and they weren't playing around. Even right. though it was something that was being done in Jamaica, it was being done to first world standards and what they could get here in Jamaica, they used and what they couldn't get in Jamaica, they brought to Jamaica. Money was not an object. Because I remember being on set and there were some crew guys you know, like the guys who handle lighting and some of the... Yeah, um, the gaffers, the gaffers, etc. Right, and you're talking to guys and they're telling you that they're were they just coming from New Zealand. Them just finished working on Lord of the Rings. Or you're talking to guys who worked on Transformers and these are the guys that are here. So these are not novices. These are skilled artisans, skilled tradesmen. These guys have worked on some of the biggest films movies that I have gone to the state and watched. Like, I love Lord of the Rings, and the guy that, one of the camera guys, was working with Peter Jackson when he was filming Lord of the Rings. And I was like, what? Wow, wow, so, wow. Major. Yeah, so that was my... So, so, yeah, and I did that, and it was great, but then, as I said to you before, you do the excitement, and then you go back to normal life. But man, with your resume, you've got a lot of excitement because you, you've got job after job after job after job. Well, you know, you know, and I want to tell you that there are more auditions that didn't result in anything that there are auditions that resulted in something. Mm-hmm. And that's the nature of this yep. business. That's the nature of the business. But one, 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 of, one of my favorites, Paul, that I wanted to ask you about was yes. the Vibes Cartel video. I think it's a brilliant yes. piece of work directed by Jay Will. Yes. Um, yes. How specifically, beyond the acting, how did it yes. feel to have to learn the song and interpret it as if you were an artist? Right. So, so that was a very interesting experience because I had to do it on the day. Oh. So, I learned the song maybe... All right, so uh, let me just quickly give you that story. So remember, I had said to you before that I started to do some music videos. So, Coffee. You know Coffee? Yes, you did W? Right. So I auditioned to be a part of the W music video, and I was cast in the W music video. J. Will directed W, the music video. Right. So that's how I met Jay Will because I was on set and Jay Will looked at me and he said to me, hey, um, have you ever done any acting before? And I remember I smiled to myself when he asked that question as I'm like, a little bit, you know, if you turn on your TV and wait for a little bit, chances are you're going to see one or more ads. Because by this time now, I'd done quite a few ads. So there were, and I had at least two or three ads running on the TV. So I smiled to myself when he said, have you ever done any acting? But he said, have you ever done any acting before? And I'm saying, yeah, man, a little bit. 
And then he said, um, I'm working on a project. I didn't know it was Vibes Cartel. I didn't know what it was. He just said, I'm working on a project and I think that you might be good for the role. And I was like, sure, because I'm not going to refuse an opportunity. Sure, yeah, ready. Right. Ready when you're ready. So he was like, yeah, man, um, I'm working on a project. And he said, when we finish, when we wrap this, we can talk and I'll explain to you what the project is about. And he's like, okay. So we finished shooting the video and then he and I got a chance to speak and he was explaining to me that, listen, it's a cartel song. And I was like, hold on. What you say? It's a vibes cartel song. Because, and I had to stop and think because, of course, you know, Vibes Cartel is a very polarizing artist here in Jamaica. Some people love Vibes Cartel, some people hate him. Mm. And not necessarily all of Vibes Cartel's songs and lyrics are radio friendly. So I pause for a minute because I'm thinking about do I want to attach myself to this project? Your personal, your personal brand. Right. Do I want to attach myself to this project? How is it going to be perceived? How many people am I going to piss off if I go this road? Because yes, Vibes Cartel is very popular, but at the same time, I might also want to do work for brands that may not necessarily appreciate his measure of popularity. And then you do the Vibes Cartel video and then you are excluded from a whole host of other opportunities simply because of the association. But conversely, because it is Vibes Cartel, it's not like guaranteed visibility. Well, right. So you kind of have to weigh that in your mind. So when he said it's a Vibes Cartel project, I was like, okay, what's the project about? And he was saying, well, it's a Vibes Cartel song and it's about a couple, but it's not the typical Vibes Cartel. And I was like, so when he said that, I was like, okay, let me really hear what he said. And so he explained to me what the concept of the music video was about and that it was a music video slash mini movie. And I was like, okay, all right. That don't sound bad. That sounds interesting. Right. And then he played the song for me because he had the song on his phone. And I was like, okay, not bad. And he said, but I need you to learn the lyrics. And I was like, you need me to learn the lyrics? He said, yeah, because obviously Vibes Cartel is not here, so he can't perform the song. So you are going to perform the song? And I was like, what? He said, yeah, you are going to perform the song. So I said, okay. I'm not quite sure how that's going to work. And Jaywood is like, listen, don't worry about that, man. We work it out. You want to do it? Are you interested? And I was like, yeah, why not? And so he sent me the lyrics. And he said, just learn the lyrics of the song. And I think I, I had the lyrics. Honestly, I think he sent me them maybe about a week or two before we started the film. And I didn't I didn't learn the lyrics until maybe two days before the actual video shoot. Audition audition to be an actor and being an artist. <laughs> there you go. That twist and turns for you. Twist and turns. So we went on set and he was like, okay, so this is what I want you to do. 
And so we did the, the, the acting part, which is the skip. And all of it, so there's no script. Let me just tell you that. There's no script for the Vibe Cartel video. All of the dialogue between the actress and myself improvised. Is all, is all improvised. It's all ad lib. Wow. Wow. Jay will just say, This is the scene. This is what we want to convey. Make it happen. She was very good too, the, the actress. Uh, she was. Because I met her the day before. And uh, yeah, and, 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 the, and the chemistry that you both had, because I noticed her expressions and everything. Yeah, yeah, it was very good. She's very good. Actually, her daughter is a very, her daughter is someone who I have known and admired for a while. Her daughter is a dancer. Mm. Her daughter is a very, I can't remember the name of her daughter now, but her daughter is someone who is very popular in the dancer space because her daughter is a dancer. Huge arts community in Jamaica. Yes, very much so, very much. Very much so, which I didn't know about, which I came to learn about because of my involvement in this. So there's a huge art community in Jamaica, um, artisans and people who have enormous talent. Going back to um, working with Damien on Steso and um, the film of the moment. Right. So, well, that's really, honestly, I have to give credit to Jermaine Zebek for that. Because he he's the one who called me when Jermaine, when Damien was doing the prequel. I didn't know that it was happening. I had no idea. Zebek is the one who said, him called me and him said, listen, I have something for you to do. And I said, I was like, what's that? Because, so, one of the things that I've come to learn is that when, cert when certain people call you, you go. So, mm -hmm. When certain certain producers, certain casting agents, certain directors, when they call and say, I have a project, I'm like, I'm ready, let's go. I don't question it. So when he called me, he was like, listen, we're working on a project. I have something for you to do. You're interested? Yes, I'm interested. I don't, I don't hear what it is. I don't know what it is. But from you call me, I'm ready. So he called me and he was like, I have a project for you. I'm like, okay, what is it? You're going to play a pastor. And I'm like, wow, pastor. That's, like, that's different. <laughs> yes, right. You know? I was like, wow, pressure. Because now I've gone from psychotic husband to minister of religion. That's about as 180 degree as you can get. <laughs> but I guess that's what the job of an actor is you have to be able to slide yourself that's right and plug yourself into different roles and so he called me and he was like listen i have this role i know you can do it i have worked with you before i have sold you to the producers so it's you and i was like gee thanks no pressure though no pressure at all and so that's pretty much how I got involved in the project through Zebek, through Jermaine I mean, yeah, Zebek, Jermaine and as I said I'd worked with Damien once before on the music video the Ninja Man music video and so and you know, we were familiar with each other and that's it, it. that's pretty much how it went and of course the series of interviews is about it but it's such a it's such an awesome piece of work 
It's like yes. 10 minutes of excellence, you know? Right, right. And uh, as I was, I, I, I said it in, a, in another um, forum, I was saying that the importance of what Damien is doing, and not just Damien, because Jay Will tends to film his videos like that. If you look at some of Jay Will's work, yes. a lot of Jay Will's music videos are like mini movies. Indeed, mini indeed, indeed. The importance of that kind of music video slash filmmaking is critical because as someone who is involved in film and television, your lifeblood is is work. And all of us want to be in a big movie. All of us would love to be in a blockbuster movie. But the reality of the situation is that where we are geographically, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. unless big budget movie makers choose to come to Jamaica, to Jamaica, to film, yeah, right. Unless they choose to come to Jamaica to film, it's going to be very difficult for a lot of us that have that kind of aspiration to move into the Hollywood setting. But you know and what? I I think you know, with this whole second screen movement, you know, tablets and right. phones. Yes. I think that's why it's far more accessible and people yes. like Damien and Jay Will are able to right. create from so, home and so, still get right. that 100 million hits. Right. And so, so this is the thing. So I'm about now to explain the importance of what Jay Will and Damien, what they are doing and how important it is. So I was making the point that for us as actors, as local talent, because as I said, the dream is as an actor, be a part of a blockbuster film. That's what you want. You want to be on the big screen and you want to see your name in lights. And you want people to look at your craft and your work and say, hey, that guy's great. That's what you want. But the opportunities for you here in Jamaica are very limited if big budget movie makers don't come. Now, the critical importance of a Damien and a Jay Will and other directors who are doing kind of music video is that they create mini films. Yes. They create the opportunity for you to showcase your acting skill in a four minute or five minute window. So you don't have to wait on the big budget movie that's two and a half hours long. You can actually showcase your acting skill. You can tell a story. You can display a range of emotions in a five minute music video. And it does the same thing that a big budget film will do because of what you're talking about. The fact that somebody can go on YouTube and look at it or go on Vivo and look at it. And also the artists themselves because they are going to market their song and the music video. Mm -hmm. They do the marketing for you. Yes. So you don't need the backing of a big studio to go and market the film. And the, the and the music industry is far ahead of the film industry at this point. Exactly, exactly. And so you are able to you are able to showcase your skill and your talent in a five minute music video. People are looking at it they are like, "Shit, that dude is great." Now, the more screens you appear on, the more eyes you appear before. The more eyes you appear before, the greater the opportunity for you then to transition. To this big screen or to this blockbuster movie or to whatever it is 
that your future holds. But that's the importance of what those guys as local directors are doing. And I wish a lot more directors would try and expand their horizons in terms of the kind of product and the content that they are putting out. I mean, I'm not knocking anybody, but, you know, the, 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 the flossing music videos have been done. We have seen the pretty girls and the pretty cars and the money and the what have you. We have <laughs> seen that. That's been done. And the jewelry. And the jewelry, right. We see that. So that's very typical for a music video. What is atypical, what is not so common, is to see a song and a film associated with the song. So the song is telling a story and the film is reflecting the narration of the song and you get two products bundled into one. And then the, the, the artist is able to market himself as an artist through the lyrics and the song and the actors in the music video are able to market themselves as quality talent. This is what we can do. Look at this. This is five minutes and you're thoroughly entertained. Imagine what we could do if you put us on the screen for two hours. That's the hidden message. And that's the importance of what these guys do. Indeed. So, Paul, let me ask you this, uh, 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 some two fun questions here. Um, if you were in a romantic comedy or uh, just any film in general, yeah, who, who would be your leading lady? Wow. Give me some you options. Know, no, I, I'm gonna give it to you, but it's probably not. It's it, it, my 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 leading the person who I'm thinking about who comes to mind now is probably someone who is okay. Do you know this this movie called Dark Blue with um, Tyrese Gibson, where and this girl, she's a police officer and she witnesses. Police yes, officer. indeed, indeed, yes. Ah, uh -huh. so I, I haven't seen the entire film. I've seen pieces of it. She seems to be right. very good right. actress. Uh, yes, I like her. Interesting. I, I would love, I would love an opportunity to do some kind of project with her. I don't remember her name. I'm sorry, I don't remember what her name is, but her. And and speaking of of, of cops, if you were to do, yeah. for example, like a buddy cop movie, or uh, um. So, say like a rush hour style yes, movie, or, or a CIA kind of movie, or a CIA kind of movie. Who would yeah. your, your 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 partner in crime? Well, not in crime, but who do you see as your partner on, on uh, in the Any CIA? Actor. Any actor, local or overseas? Local, overseas, male, female. Okay. Um, when we were on the set of Yardi, I had an opportunity to work with a a fantastic actor and local comedian. His name is Christopher Daly. We know him locally as Johnny from a program that used to run on TV called Lime Tree Lane. Mm. But I, I, we had a good chemistry together, I think. I would love an opportunity to do something like that with him. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So... Yeah. You have run the gamut in modeling. You 
uh, have been. I in... want to say that. You we we've seen you in in. So you're saying I I I have I don't think I've run the gamut with modeling. I've had an opportunity to do a few modeling things, but <laughs> I'm sure there's way much more I could do. But we okay. We've seen you in films uh, produced by Idris Elba, Nick Cannon, and the like. Yeah. Right now yes. you're in um, which I think is going to be the hottest video of the year, uh, or at least one of. Uh, seen yeah. it, seen it all, uh, before. Um, my business signal, of course, and yes. you know. So, what is what? What does success look like for Paul Horton? Honestly, um, just being able to work consistently. That would be my definition of success. If I had a film or a project to do every month that I could earn from consistently, take care of myself, take care of my wife and my two kids, I'm successful. I don't have, I don't need to be a multi-millionaire. I don't need to have a 10-room mansion. I don't need to have 15 cars in the garage. I just need to be able to work consistently for people to see the talent that I have, those who are interested and for people to give me an opportunity to showcase the talent. If mm. that happens consistently, then I'm successful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Paul, this is a... Simple a se- dreams. Sorry? Simple dreams. Gotcha, gotcha. Paul, this is a segment of the uh, interview that I call The Planet Is Yours. I put on my spacesuit, I jump out into the atmosphere, and I leave you here on the planet alone. Say whatever it is you want to say to the audience. Planet is mine. Yes. Um, pay attention to Jamaican talent. Pay attention to the island of Jamaica. Pay attention to Jamaican talent. This island is culturally rich. It has a diverse set of artists, actors, um, behind the scenes people, um, cameramen, producers, um, assistant directors. You name it, we have it. Pay attention to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. Well said. Paul, how do we contact you? How do we follow you? Uh, well, my Instagram handle is paul.horton at Instagram. It's the same thing on Facebook. Um, you have my telephone number. My email address is paul underscore horton at hotmail.com. One of those, one of those should lead you to me. Awesome, awesome, if awesome. not all of them. Awesome. Paul Houghton, the man, the myth, the legend himself. Thank you for being on Planet 30. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to this episode of Planet 30. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at OnPlanet30. Like us on Facebook.com slash Planet 30. Our email address is on planet 30 at gmail.com that's o n p l a n e t t h i r t y at gmail.com for more information about planet 30 visit our website planet30.com that's p l a n e t t h i r t y.com
I am Crispin Brooks, and this is Planet 30.